What's up, everybody, and welcome to the club. It is October 1st, finally spooky season. Halloween is around the corner, and we have a very, very special guest for today's episode. Begin Wallet is joining the club, and I'm also with my co-host, Fauci. Fauci, say hi to the people back at home. You're... We're super excited to have Begin Wallet on today. Um, before we get started, I want to let you know that if you're listening to us right now and you can't stay for the whole entire thing, we will be uploading everything on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, etc. So you'll be able to find us on every platform. And uh, if you're listening to this after the fact, make sure you follow our Twitter at the club real if you want to listen in live and be able to enter all the giveaways that we have every single week but yeah um Fossey, if you want to go ahead and get it started get our, get our first question going in yo so like uh like begin i mean this you got you got five other wallets maybe six that's predominant like what value can you add into the community um besides you know just being an everyday wallet itself right so um, you know, as our name suggests, you know, we're Begin Wallet and, you know, Begin is the start of something. So we're trying to best position ourselves to be the most um, friendly wallet to kind of onboard people into Cardano because I think most notably Eternal, which is, you know, I'd say a great wallet in itself, it's more built for the more technical people in Cardano, but um, from experience um, to people that might not be in Cardano, it can be a little bit intimidating. Um, when you're kind of overloaded with information. So we're trying to best uh, position begin to, you know, give the end users, you know, the cleanest experience we can, you know, whether that's, you know, using dApps or sending or receiving ADA, we're trying to best create an experience that, um, you know, is friendly to people that are in Web2 right now. Because I honestly think um, kind of a big part of our mission statement, and, you know, Cardano's mission statement is to, you know, eventually onboard millions of people i mean hundreds of millions of people you know i guess really ideally but um so people aren't gonna want to use um, a blockchain if it's hard to use and making a product that uh gives the best user experience i feel like is pretty crucial and you know advocating for people of course having custody over their own funds and not storing on exchange is always good so we, we kind of try to uh best position towards um people that are beginning in cardano but we're also trying to you know supply features that are also going to be um very attractive to people who you know are cardano experts i guess you could say yeah so we have influx of people coming into cardano right now from like other communities such as solano who may or may not be down now but like eth as well so it's like ui is big and a lot of people that was recommending flint over eternal because like yo that's it's too technical it's, it's not for the re everyday person itself, right? So it's like the UI on begin is sexy. I like it. I've seen it. I'm like, yo, you know, it's 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 for the everyday person. I mean, we can all we see the send receive, and we can work around that. But what what are you guys diff doing different besides like all the other wallets itself? Yeah. So basically, right now, um, I I, I don't want to really like you know talk about some features that are really early in the works. Because I don't want them to eventually, like, if they were to, you know, not come to fruition, I don't want to, like, you know, have empty promises. Uh, right now, we're trying to work on a few features that aren't really in any Cardano wallets right now. And I know it seems, you know, kind of silly to say, oh, we're working on stuff, but then not go into too much depth on that. But um, aside from that, right now, um, we're trying to 
best like refine the features that we have because we realize like with other Cardano wallets, of course, you're doing the same thing, whether that's sending or receiving. But we're trying to, you know, make that as easy as possible with our QR cards for receiving. So if you um, go to receive ADA and begin wallet, you have a QR card, which you can, um, you know, you can have your colleagues and your friends, you can have them scan your QR card um, to receive ADA. And we think that feature can um, be expanded on. Um, so just stuff like that. Uh, we have pretty good ADA handle integration, I think. I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I'm happy with how that's come out. Uh, so I guess the answer, uh, what event or what are we trying to do above other wallets, is to present the features that they have in the most user-friendly way. And then hopefully in the future, um, we're going to be working on a few pretty... Uh, big features because you look on like um ethereum and even solana and even if you might not be you know fans of the you know technology itself because i honestly think you know tech technologically Cardano is you know build better um they have some products that have great user experience and um you know it's very easy for people to use and i think it's important when building in cardano we need to build projects that will bring people into the ecosystem and we need to try our best to not um, exclude people because sometimes, you know, on Twitter, crypto stuff can get a little bit territorial and people can, you know, uh, go back and forth. And I think it's best to position Cardano as something that's uh, a technology that's, you know, accepting of people that are not only not in crypto, but, you know, on other blockchains. So. And we're seeing that right now, especially in, you know, CNFT stuff. We're seeing a lot of people or, you know, I guess over the past, like, you know, a few months, I've seen a lot of people from, you know, different blockchains, you know, getting into Corona CNFT stuff. And I think that's great. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of my answer to that one. Oh, for sure. Nick, do you go by Nicholas or do you like Nick better? Uh, you can just do Nick. Yeah. All right, Nick. So uh, one of the things that I noticed when uh, you actually followed, you followed the club account with your, I think it was your personal Twitter. And I saw that you were super young. You were like, you're 18 years old, right? Or 19? 18, yeah. A little bit, a little bit young. <laughs> yeah, so let's let's give a shout out for, for my man, Nick. 18 years old, doing amazing stuff. And, and you said that you were the head of design. So this usability that Fauci's talking about, this is, I'm pretty sure this is all your work, right? This is, this is you behind the scenes making it happen. Uh, I mean, for, I'd say most of the interface, you know, I designed, but I have to, I cannot take the credit for the development because I work with, um, you know, three awesome developers. We've got uh, Francis, Flavio and Gabriel. They're, you know, much my senior. They're like, um, they've been developing, you know, software for like 20 years. So, they're, they're they're older and they're a lot more experienced than I, but you know I do the I design the UI for most of the wallet and um, the socials and stuff like that. So, I, uh, but Francis has also um, helped on the UI front a lot, and he's he's just been very great for that. So I, I can't take all the credit for the you know final product, but I can say I designed a good bit of the UI. Man, that's super. That's super awesome, man. I mean. When I found out that you were 18, I was like, man, I got to ask this guy, like, how did you get into the position you are now? Like being somebody that's designing for an awesome wallet that you are like, how did you get into Cardano? Like how early? I know we're in a different time now where crypto is kind of more mainstream and more more people are found there, like they're finding out about it younger and younger. 
So like, can you take us through like your first experience with crypto and how do you, how you got to where you are now? Right. So first off, I want to say, I think I've been, um, you know, working with these guys, you know, on what is now begin wallet, what was, you know, previously it was called B58 wallet, but we've renamed it to begin wallet. But I think I've been working on the product for about a year, but for, um, Cardano as a whole, I want to say it was around like the, it's, it's probably been a little over a year and a half, something like that. It was around, um, you know, obviously when a lot of people were being on board into crypto, cause it was, you know, anything you could, you couldn't really escape it. And, um, I had been kind of, uh, a bystander, I guess you could say like for the, like I had known about like, you know, Ethereum and like, you know, smart contract stuff, but I didn't really like look into it that much. And then, um, I, what was it? It was some, like, it was something, it was some video of Charles that I saw and it really kind of just, um, introduced me to crown. I, I kind of started getting into watching his little, um, live streams he would do. Cause he, I think Charles is a, a great speaker and, uh, his card on a whiteboard videos, uh, really great. So I think, um, he does a great job of onboarding people because I kind of, once I kind of, um, realized, you know, the capability of smart contracts and, you know, uh, I feel like in the past year, we've seen like a ton of great projects deploy on Cardano. Uh, thanks to that. And um, I think, you know, decentralized applications are the future because, you know, I really am a big proponent of like, you know, softwares and everything. And I'm really into blockchain because, you know, it gives people more sovereignty over, you know, their money and stuff. So it's going to be interesting to see over the coming years what people build on Cardano because it's really up to like, you know, us, the community, what Cardano looks like in a few years, it could be radically different than it is now, or it could be, you know, a lot bigger than it is now. So I guess, um, yeah, I've been in Cardano for like maybe year and a half or so, and it's been great. You know, it's obviously a pretty more niche community on Twitter. And I say that in the sense, like, uh, everyone kind of is uh, very much, there's, there's a strong sense of community. Sorry, I kind of fumbled over my words there, but there's a very strong sense of community in Cardano. Fine, you're fine. And it's super impressive that you're able to get into it at such a young age and it's going to pay you dividends in the future. I mean, I, there's I mean, I feel like a majority of the people that are in the space are pretty young. But I mean, like, I mean, they're like probably in their 20s, most likely. So to find somebody that was just 18 and then you said that you've been working on it for a year and a half. So a 17 year old kid getting into this kind of space is super, is super interesting. And it really shows like the future and and it shows the it's like really the adoption is coming with all the generations getting older and older because there's there has to be more kids that are like 13, 14. I remember because um, I, I work I work for Playerman and I, there was this kid that he was 16 years old and he came in and he said he wanted to because he's a gamer and our, and Playerman is all about, you know, playing games to earn crypto to be able to, you know, buy NFTs on the marketplace or whatever. And he was telling me that he's been learning about crypto for two years since he was 14 years old. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, what, what is going on? But, uh, but yeah, so I kind of I want to ask you, like, since you're 18, I'm sure you're either you already finished high school or this is your last year. Like, do you see yourself going to college or do you see yourself taking this, uh, this blockchain route where you're trying to find some, you know, opportunities in, in, in crypto or like what? Like, what's the next step for somebody like you that has found something that I guess, like, is revolutionary so young? Yeah, 100%. So I'm a uh, senior in high school right now, and 
definitely I am looking at, um, you know, probably going to college, you know, uh, doing something computer science-esque and um, continuing to build on Cardano and, you know, work on Begin Wallet. Um, because I guess it'll be a little bit of both because um, I'm very confident in, you know, my... I'm confident in the Cardano blockchain, you know, I'm confident in the success of it. Uh, but I also, you know, want to further my education in that sense. And, you know, at school, I did a little bit uh, of user experience research where I went around and I have the, so I'll get into this later in the podcast or the, yeah, the recording, but I have the Begin Wallet app on my phone through TestFlight, the beta, and we're working on it right now. And I went around school and I had some, you know, t- uh, just TestNiata loaded into the wallet. And I would ask people, like, how do you think you would send send money in this app or something like that? And I found that it was, um, you know, a lot more usable than something like Eternal. And no shade to them, because I think Eternal is built very well. But I also think it can be a little bit confusing to people who might not be too familiar with Cardano. So I think, um, you know, trying to aim pro- products more towards, you know, beginners is always great. And I think, you know, a lot of other projects on Cardano do this very well. Like JPEG Store does as well. I mean, I think their product is, you know, pretty well built for people that aren't in Cardano as well. We're going to get back on that in a second. But, bro, at 18, I was at bonfires getting drunk. How do, like, <laughs> how do you get on blockchain? Um, how do you start coding, making UI for, like, wallets, bro? Like, what's going on? What was the journey? What was the motivation? It's just, like... I don't know. I've always been someone that's been somewhat conscious of building a better future. And, you know, I really do see that in, you know, Cardano and blockchain as a whole, but mainly Cardano. I see that as, you know, if if we can all build something in this technology, that's going to be obviously pretty revolutionary in the future. We're kind of on the cusp of something pretty great. And I, you know, I can't really pass that up. You know what I mean? Absolutely, for sure. So why Cardano besides everything else? Well, I think, you know, obviously, you know, with the release of Vasil, it kind of has shown that um, when building on Cardano, I think Cardano has a lot more, you know, measured um, move slow and do things correct approach as to the move fast and break things approach that we see a lot in um, crypto. Uh, like big hacks on Solana and stuff Um, because there's like this kind of culture in crypto where everyone wants things to happen, you know, very fast. And, um, you know, that always doesn't pan out very well when you're playing with a lot of people's money. So um, I think, you know, Cardano using, you know, scale and stuff like that, it's honestly um, geared towards security and, you know, scalability. I think Cardano is, you know, built very well and it's, you know, amazing to be building on such a great platform. You're breaking up, I think. Or is it just me? Is it just me? No, nah, it's, it's me. So yeah, you're breaking up a little bit. All right, how about now? Better? Much better. better. All right, bet. Uh, one thing, I mean, you're telling me you're in high school and you're working on this on the side. Like, have you told your parents about this? Do they know that this is your passion, that you've been doing this? Like, I'm sure if they, you know, they're, go into your room and they see you on the computer all day 
It's like how how like how are they supportive about it? Like give us that 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 story. Like how do your parents feel about this whole situation? Oh yeah, like um I've had my I've I've had my dad use uh begin before uh just trying it out, you know, before we were obviously on the main net. He was just trying on the test net, but um <laughs> trying to I, I guess I've kind of been, you know, that guy at the family events where you're kind of trying to like crypto pill everyone where you're going around and like, hey, have you heard of a uh, Cardano? Hey, have you heard of a uh, this little thing called cryptocurrency you know what i mean that kind of i guess i kind of um have given off those kind of vibes but my parents have been you know very supportive of the whole thing um and uh i've kind of you know tried to <laughs> get my dad into you know cardano a little bit in that sense but uh yeah i mean it's obviously um i think you know they're decently fond of it and i you know i kind of try to go on like these little rants about like why like cardano is different than something like bitcoin because obviously to like someone who isn't in crypto, it can kind of all seem the same, but um, when you really look into it, it's very, very different technologies that serve very different purposes. So, like Nick, uh, did you just wake up one day and was like, "Yo, I'm gonna code. I'm gonna do this shit for life. I love it. It's my passion." It was like, when did you discover like this is you? This is what you're gonna do? Well, I well I do I do design for begin, and um, I think. It was probably, I was like probably 14 or 15. I started, you know, making like YouTube intros, like um, for people. Like I kind of started getting to design more. And then in the past few years, I've gotten more into user experience design, you know, obviously designing interfaces for apps and stuff. And that kind of came at the same time I got into Cardano. So I kind of figured um, I want to put my talents to use. And um, I reached out about, you know, like I'll say probably a year ago to the guys I work with now and began and was like, Hey, um, I can do design for your wallet. I can do design for this project. Um, I don't require any compensation. I just really want to work on this. And, um, <laughs> over the past year, it's kind of turned into what it is now. And, um, I think it's, it's been a great experience building on Cardano, you know, working with these guys, obviously. And we're begin. I, I'm really happy. Um, with how it's come out, obviously, you know, there could be a few like visual bugs, but I think it's honestly built very well. It's very secure and we're proud of the project we've released today. That, that's super dope. Do you have any like, do you have any friends that are into it? Like in high school, do you have any friends that are into crypto like you or that you introduce them to it? Or is it kind of like your solo dolo for now and just like making friends throughout the community here? So this is a funny story. So I actually do. So last year I was um, in one of my classes and one of these, this guy sits next to it, uh, next to, he had like Coinbase up on his phone and he had like some Bitcoin and Ethereum. And this was like probably, you know, when they were both, you know, performing very well. And like, I was like, Oh, Hey, what's that? You're going on there. So um, I kind of tried to explain to him like the difference between, you know, different cryptocurrencies because, I honestly think even people like during last year when, you know, there was a lot of speculation going on, there was a lot of people buying things they didn't really understand. And I mean, I honestly don't think you have to like understand the ins and out of crypto to, you know, buy it because obviously, you know, that would alienate a lot of people. But I also think it's important to educate yourself on, um, you know, what you're buying into. Right. And that's why I think Cardano education is a big thing. And um, one project that I think is doing, you know, outreach for Cardano, amazing, is InMaker and Patrick Tolbert. They uh, they are doing a lot 
for Cardano and NFTs in Cardano. And I think that's just great because they're reaching beyond the bounds of just Cardano and they're reaching in other blockchains, they're reaching out of crypto and they're doing great in that front. And, you know, obviously Patrick has, you know, been pretty supportive of the project and I thank him for that because he's, you know, a very innovative person. Okay, so yeah, absolutely. Shout out Patrick, shout out Endmaker. But like, uh, what are you guys like currently like trying to put out, do differently than anybody else? Besides the UI and the UI itself and trying to make it simple for everybody else to send and receive. Right. Oh, sorry. Did I interrupt? No, I was going to say, I was going to go on like, oh, transaction chaining. We're going to see it on the beginning wallet. What's up? Talk to me. Right. So this is one feature that I want to go ahead to preface this and say that um, development wise, it is not like we have not started developing this feature, but I am, I have designed UI for it and then I am you know, very hopeful that we can one day implement this because I know it's possible. It's on um, wallet to wallet messaging on Cardano. Um, we've already seen this as possible through Mercury chat, which um, I was a little bit bummed because I saw they kind of, you know, beat beat me to market to it. But um, if you guys are familiar with Mercury chat, it's a wallet to wallet messaging solution on Cardano where you can message people, um, you know, through their wallet. Uh, you see this, there's an Ethereum wallet called status. And it's, I guess you would call it more of like, you know, a social wallet or something like that, where you can, um, you know, explore dApps, you can vote on dApps, you can message people through the wallet, and, um, you know, also just use like a normal wallet. So I think um, you, you look at like financial app, like I don't really use Cash App and Venmo too much, but um, which is the one where you can like message people and you like request them money and stuff like that. And I honestly think we need to see something like that in Corona, like a social wallet where you can contact people and like request funds and stuff. I think that would be, you know, fun to see on Cardano. But um, that's a feature that I proposed. Uh, but um, I, I don't want to make any promises that it's currently being developed. But one thing that is currently being developed is our mobile app. Um, I have the beta on my phone right now. Um, we might be reaching out, you know, shortly to some people to, you know, test the beta through Apple Test Flight. Um, we're currently working on implementing, you know, a DAB browser for mobile because Flint does this very well. And I think Flint does a lot of things well. And um, DC Spark, they're just um, Flint is a very well uh, built wallet. And when I look at, you know, the broader wallet scape on Cardano, I don't really see it too much because I obviously know, you know, technically it's, you know, we're competing, but I don't see it like that at all. I obviously want to work with other wallets and partner with other wallets and, uh, you know, share technologies, have some sort of, you know, Cardano wallet coalition where we all you know, <laughs> work towards a common good. But I think um, ultimately, you know, we're, we're going to be working to build some features that, um, you know, make it most easy to use. Another feature that um, is currently, I don't know if I can share this, but, you know, I might as well. <laughs> I'm not under NDA or anything. But um, one feature that um, would be great to see is um, in-app uh, or in-wallet uh, swaps on Cardano. Uh, through like you know Sunday swap or something like that, which is something uh, we really do want to do. So yeah, there's some features that have you know alpha. been proposed that I hope will eventually make it to market. That's big alpha. Nobody's doing that yet, so I love to see that. Yeah, definitely. And, and before you before you uh, go in again, I want to remind everybody in the in the audience that we have a giveaway at the top. So you had to scroll up 
And if you want to enter that for a chance to win uh, any of those, those NFTs, feel free to do so. And we're going to announce the winner at the end of the episode. But uh, continue. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was just... It's because um, I think it's best to um, not, you know, just stick to Cardano. Look at what other, you know, projects on different blockchains are doing well and say, well, how can we do that well on Cardano? Because... um. I, pers- I, I, I do think it's um, what's what's real will last. And I think, you know, Cardano is definitely here for the long run. So we need somebody to build, you know, wallets with in-app swaps and, you know, messaging and all this crazy stuff. And there's probably things that we haven't even thought of yet. Like maybe, like, I don't, I don't even know. But um, another feature that we actually built, but we kind of put it on the back burner a while ago was an AR viewer for like your NFTs. Um I think I think it was Flavio that had built it, uh, you know, another developer working on it again. But I think he was having some trouble uh, implementing implementing it right. But I think it would be cool to have, you know, an augmented reality feature in your wallet where you can, you know, view your 3D NFTs or maybe even just 2D ones as, you know, like a painting or something in real life. I think that'd be a cool feature to see. I think there is a lot of features that, um, you know, would be great to see in a Cardano wallet that... Uh, we haven't seen yet, so we're looking to, you know, build those features out. But we went ahead and um, released without any crazy big features because um, we had been promised to release and we uh, felt it, we were in a good position to deliver because all of our main functions were, uh, we had them all working. That, that's super dope. And I, I know that you touched on being able to work with other wallets and stuff like that. So what what kind of interoperability do you see possible other than just sharing the technology between uh, different wallets like NAMI, Typhon, or or what you guys are building? Like, how how do you see that interoperability like happening? That's a that's a good question. Um, interoperability. How do you see that happening between different wallets? Uh, I think it. I'm trying to see. I think it'd be interesting to like um. I don't really know. I'm trying to think of like um, how. Can you repeat the question? I'm sorry. I'm like a little bit. Uh... No worries, man. If you don't know, that's fine. You know, it's not a. It's not a, a final exam. Okay, so if you don't know, you can just. <laughs> but uh, the question is kind of like, how do you see? I guess I'll word it easier. How do you see these wallets working together, other than just sharing the technology? Like, what what kind of features do you think that could be possible in the future? Or, or things like that between wallets like NAMI, Typhon, uh, Begin, etc. Yeah, I, I think um, wallets could... Um, I, th- I think a little bit of competition between wallets is good. So I, I think, you know, I hope Cardano wallets, we can get to the point where one day, you know, let's say Flint releases, you know, a crazy amazing feature and, you know, all the other wallets are in a race to kind of catch up to that. And one day, you know, hopefully we re-release a, you know, a great feature and other wallets are kind of, you know, building that. So I see, you know, Cardano wallets working together. I think we can push each other to, you know, build the best user experience possible and, um, you know, create revolutionary features uh, through competition. You know, let, you know, kind of the market decide what people want to see in a wallet. Um, yeah, because that's, that's, I don't, I don't really, I see a little bit of friendly competition uh, as a good thing there. So uh, I think, you know, wallets, like if, if there was only one Cardano wallet, you know, let's say uh, NAMI had like, you know, a complete monopoly over all Cardano wallets, you know, there would be no 
incentive for any other wallets to do anything. So I think, you know, having a bunch of different choices uh, can drive other wallets to make better features. So is there like uh, the wallet beef, like, yo, he kind of talking crazy or no, or what's going on? Not at all. No, (laughs) there's no, there's no wallet beef. Like, um, I'm not trying to um, position us like in a position to, um, you know, beef with any other wallets. Personally, um, we've actually, you know, talked with um, like Sean from Jero Wallet and he's very friendly. He's a great guy. So uh, and we, we, we do love the guys at Jero Wallet and. You know, they've done a bunch of fun stuff. And one thing they've done is they've had their, uh, like, Jero, uh, they've had their little NFTs where it's like the the deer, I think it is. And, um, you know, Eternal, previously CC Vault, back when they were CC Vault, they had their, like, Mesmer or uh, CNFT collection where it was kind of just um, a fundraising support type deal. And um, we think we might do something like that in the future where it would just be... Um, you know, just for uh, to support the development of again, release, you know, a collection and, you know, do some fun things with that uh, that we're still working on. Um, but got some, you know, pretty cool things on that front, too. Hey, man, uh, I, I know we were talking we were talking about begin a little bit, but I want to get back to you. And I feel like your story is definitely remarkable. And I, I kind of want to ask you if maybe you could give maybe some tips or advice for some young people out there that might be listening that were in your spot a couple years ago. And they might be looking at cryptocurrency and seeing like, man, this is definitely the future for the world. And I want to get involved somehow. Like, how do you recommend them handling that? Any tips and uh, any lessons that you've learned from your experience? Yeah, 100%. So what I've kind of learned, I guess, you know, I don't have too much life experience because I'm, uh, you know, 18. But I kind of see life as something where you have to be you have to be very proactive. And let's say you want to get involved in crypto or you want to, you know, build, you know, a product that you want to launch on some blockchain. You have to really be proactive just to get out there and just do it. That that sounds really simple. But um, the, how I got involved with, you know, beginning in the first place, I reached out, uh, sent an email out and I said, hey, uh, here's me. Here's uh, some of my work and this is what I can provide. And um, I think that's crucial, you know, having something to provide for other people and just reaching out because that's that's really all you have to do to get involved in, um, you know, anything that you want to get involved in, you know, especially crypto. You just got to reach out. So how much has like Basel changed or like the Plutus, the smart contract V2 that came out for begin? Right. So there was um, so like I. Personally, I can't speak to too much of like the, you know, the technical, um, you know, uh, improvements of uh, Vasil. But I've been talking to Francis about uh, he was telling me about how in one of our meetings, uh, how a few of our features uh, we were having to wait to, for Vasil to release on the mainnet so that we could um, release begin because that was kind of like something that had to happen before we released. But um. I can't really speak to too much of the technicals. Uh, I, w- I really wish we could have Francis in here or Flavio or Gabriel, but it's very late where they are. So, um, <laughs> but th- they can better speak to, you know, the uh, improvements of Vasil on uh, Begin. Yeah. Did you guys, um, I-, I know that after Vassal happened, 
uh, the catalyst votes and everything came out. Did you guys have any proposals? Uh, not we we didn't we didn't do any proposals yet, just because um we just were really focusing on just getting the wallet out, and it, we didn't really feel like it was uh the right time. But I maybe in the future, if we really do you know need to do a proposal, I guess we could. I think while we're on the topic of catalyst, I think catalyst is a generally a great thing. Uh, <laughs> I just want to hear what you guys have to uh, think about what was the the deadless turbo uh, whole thing that everyone was kind of uh, memeing on Twitter. That was a little bit funny. I, I was gonna I was gonna hit you with that. I was like, is it gonna be a beginning wallet turbo? But <laughs> yes, we're working on it. We just need seven hundred thousand or seven hundred thousand ADA. We just we just need the funds. Sorry guys, <laughs> and we'll release begin turbo. It's begin, but a little bit faster. Hey man, that's actually that was gonna be my lead up to that question because I wanted to see um, if you were as pissed as a lot of other people about that. Uh, but well, what did you hear about that? Because I remember, I think it was yesterday on Twitter. I saw that they're actually changing the rules and making it so that you have to like meet certain benchmarks before you can receive the funds. Did you hear about that? I have not heard about that, and like the Daedalus Turbo thing. I can't I can't speak too much to it just because like my understanding of the situation is only like, you know, probably a handful of tweets on Twitter. And from my understanding of Daedalus Turbo, it's just making Daedalus like uh, <laughs> faster. I, I don't know too much about Daedalus Turbo and I really kind of want to understand, you know, why they needed the, the aid that they did. But um, yeah, it was a little bit disappointing because I was going through the replies and the and talk about you know other proposals that didn't get funded that um seemed very promising so i think you know uh i haven't looked too much in the situation and like how that you know vote happened but uh i would like to you know look more into it <laughs> yeah definitely and uh i kind of want i want to ask you because like you said you you've you're somebody that sees the potential in this space and one of the main things about blockchain is or at least decentralization on the blockchain is that there's no nobody that can tell or like that can control the outcome like the community is able to decide so how do you feel about like situations like that where technically they didn't break any rules i mean they 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 got enough votes and um but but it supported a project that isn't really needed and it took funds away from other projects that are uh i guess more needed on the ecosystem like how do you feel about that kind of like fault in decentralization and do you feel like there could be like a limit to how decentralized something can be before it just lunacy starts happening right i, I think that's an interesting conversation to have um from my understanding of the deadless turbo thing i there had been some tweet i had saw about someone talking about you know like a whale or something voting so I'm not really sure if, um, you know, having more ADA should, like, you know, have too much of a say in, you know, how important your opinion is. Uh, but uh, I'm not too, like, clear on, the, you know, the prerequisites for voting for Catalyst. But uh, I guess if, you know, it's something the community really wants, then uh, I guess they'll get it. But, you know, from what it looked like on Twitter, it didn't look like too many people wanted uh deadless turbo so i think that they probably could have gone about doing that better but i don't know too much about uh how that happened if you know it was seemingly very unpopular on twitter you know so like 
going through your website today and like making my own wallet, is there going to be, is there a timeline for like the, the mobile app and the depth connector or no? Right. So, um, I'm going to, I'm going to say where, so where we're at, I, I can tell you where we're at with the mobile app. So like I have it on my phone, it has the same exact function as the Chrome extension, but you know, it's a, obviously it's a, like it works on mobile and um, we've optimized some features, you know, to better, like the, uh, it looks uh, like a few of the features like look a little bit different just to make it more usable, like easy to like the buttons are bigger and stuff like that. But um, the damp Explorer is it's under work right now and should be, I'll give it like, I'm really bad at putting like a time frame on things when I don't know exactly like how ready they are, but I'll tell you in the next, I'll say hopefully month we will have the mobile app ready on the mainnet. Hopefully, because <laughs> I, I, I don't want to make too many empty promises. So please don't take this as a like gospel or anything. But I will say the mobile app is in a very good shape right now. We just want to have a good DAP Explorer. Uh, for mobile, that's really where I we want to be. Uh, you heard it here first. Uh, Beginning Wall is going to have their mobile app out next week, and if it's not performing, <laughs> uh, fud them to the ground. <laughs> Just get us get us off Twitter. Just delete the account. Bossy <laughs> is exposing. We're getting a lot of alpha from Begin, man. I love it. I love it. Uh, I, it's it's because I would hate to come on here and um you know, say, well, I can't tell you guys anything and I'm going to be very vague. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you very, you know, hopeful things I'm hopeful for. I'm hopeful that the mobile wallet releases soon because it's in a very good state right now. And, um, you know, I, I do, I'm very happy with where it is. And like, even, even a few of like, cause I remember when we released even like the few bugs, like here was one of the bugs and it was, um, like the euro amount it was showing, it was not like it was showing like the US dollar amount. Like the few bugs that we've found at least have been very like small visual bugs. So I don't think there's anything catastrophically wrong with the mobile app. And I'm, I think we're in a very good state right there. It's just getting that uh, mobile DAP connector working because as we've seen with Flint, you know, it's very good to have a DAP Explorer. And I think Eternal, they had had their, they had to like remove their DAP Explorer or something like that for. The way they had implemented it. I, it, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not. I'm not sure, but we really oh, want to. Oh, do yeah, right. yeah. So we really want to do DAP Explorer right because, you know, there there really wouldn't be an incentive to have begin on your phone if you know Flint has a DAP Explorer. So we feel like that's crucial to have that before we release the mobile app. Yeah, man. Just just don't say anything that's gonna get you fired. Okay, we don't want to be uh, held responsible for you losing your job. <laughs> okay. Oh but, no! Trust me, the team the team's very transparent. They're, you know, okay. yeah. But I appreciate you letting us in on a, uh, on some uh some good information. But uh, I do want to get your take because I think your perspective is definitely unique, and you kind of represent the next generation getting into this type of technology. Um, I know that you're working with a wallet, but I don't know how. I guess how much experience you have with NFTs or the NFTs on Cardano or NFTs as a technology in general. So like what, what kind of future do you see for NFT integration for mainstream tech, mainstream technology in your opinion? Right. So I 
have previously been pretty involved with CNFTs. Currently, I, I, I'm going to say honestly, I don't hold too many right now. And that is, I, I do love CNFTs. Like I've had a lot of yummy NARS and uh, I've, the biggest project I've probably been in is yummy. And because I really do like their team. I have yummy, I have a yummy t-shirt in my closet right now. Um, I think, you know, CNFTs are awesome. I really do, you know, like where um, that's going. And like you were saying, I think right now, like the biggest use case I can see, you know, that's, will be a positive for uh, NFTs is like gaming, honestly. And my take, I'm going to say a little bit of a spicy take on metaverses. Um, and But I don't think that it's a responsible idea to sell land before you um, have an idea of what your product is going to be. And I'm not calling out any project because there's plenty of projects, like projects that do this and they're building a great, you know, metaverse. But there are also some smaller metaverse projects that have sold land and their project does not see mm, like it will release in a you know timely manner and it will be what was promised so i think that it's important to be responsible when you're building a metaverse because i don't think any project you know it's building a metaverse is setting out to you know do anything malicious and say we're going to sell land and then not deliver a project i don't think anyone's doing that really on cardano but I think it's it's good to be realistic, and if you're going to sell land, at least have like a prototype of something where you can say this is what you're buying into. So I think that, that was my little side tangent on metaverses. But I think gaming, obviously, you know, being able to you know trade and sell like your skins in a game, like cosmetic stuff. Because I honestly don't think you know pay to win games are you know it's too enjoyable. Because I think. Um, at the end of the day, if it's going to be a play to earn game, it has to, you know, be a good game first and play to earn second because you want to have something that people enjoy. So I think that uh, CNFTs can be used uh, in gaming. Like, what is it? Future Fest? If you guys have, you know, used Future Fest before. Oh, we have. We I love Future Fest. They have, they have a great project. I saw, you know, they have little Nari pets and stuff. Super cute. And that's a great example of, you know, having a product and also, you know, selling NFTs because I think they do that very well because obviously, you know, the main appeal of Future Fest, it's not just NFTs. It's also like, you know, enjoyable, like because you can go and you can have like watch concerts and stuff like that's fun. It's not just a thing where it's like, oh, it's an NFT project and that's it. It's like, no, it's also a fun thing. So I think Future Fest is that great. And I was watching... A Twitter video that someone had posted with like, you know, the yummy Naru Island or something like that. I've kind of been not following that too closely, but I think it looks great. So I think the Future Fest, I think they're doing great stuff there. No, I'm definitely a big fan of them. And uh, we got shout out to FDE. He's down there. And he's also, he performed on Future Fest before. I'm not sure if you've seen that. Oh, wait, wait. Um, Was he, was he, Um, I, I saw one performance in, um, I think I might have saw him. Wait, was it how many was he is he the only guy that's performed in Future Fest like done like a concert there cuz I went and I saw one in Future Fest and I, I if I'm not mistaken it had Cascade um also the night that FB performed there's a lot of other people that was up there as well. I probably saw him cuz I would I've I've watched a few performances in um Future Fest but I guess sometimes I'm not too good at being tapped in different people in the Cardano community cuz some people I just 
you know, won't be familiar with. And they're like, oh, how do you not know this guy? So I no, there's there is no it's just me being, you know, I guess in the dark on a lot of things. But I, I probably did see that in Future Fest, which was super fun. You know, it's all it's it's a, it's a great project. <laughs> I know I'm sitting here. I sound like I'm shilling for Future Fest, but I, I personally really enjoyed the experience using it. Me. Oh. No, man, they're dope. Go, go ahead. Fossil, do you have something to say? I was going to say we could both sit here and show Future Fest. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Future Fest is dope. We actually, um, uh, we, I worked with them for a week with, um, with Player Man. We did a whole bunch of community events and the guys over there are super awesome. So I, I definitely, I definitely back them and whatever they're building. Um, before we're over here, we're, we're actually nearing the end of the podcast. So I want to remind everybody if you guys haven't entered the giveaway, we're going to be picking the winner soon. So if you guys want to do that. But um, to kind of get back to the metaverse topic that you were talking about, I'm personally someone that believes that 99% of the metaverses are scams. Like even all the ones that uh, like the clay ones and everybody that's having sales and stuff like that. Like to me, I, I just don't see a world where it makes sense after a couple years because i feel like the community is just going to get recycled and it's going to eventually die off like kind of like an old it's just going to be it's just going to be like a vr discord where everybody's just talking to each other and doing stuff but then when the discord is dead the 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 metaverse is going to be dead but i just kind of feel like that but that's just me and especially the people that be gouging the prices because it costs so much to make something like that and i just don't feel like i just don't i, I just don't feel like it, it it's the smartest thing to do but one thing that you did say which was interesting was how you feel like they should have some type of prototype before they kind of do a land sale. But the issue with that is that without funding, they can't, a lot of times they can't make a prototype because it takes money to actually develop any, something. Some, some people might not have anything to put towards it. So what do you feel like is a good strategy for those people that maybe they want to start a project like that or a project in general, and they don't have any money like, how do you feel like they should go about doing that? All right. So I'm going to I'm going to answer that question first that you just said, because I, I actually that's a, that's a very good point you said, because some people, you know, you might need funding to even kickstart the project. That's, you know, why crowdfunding platforms exist, stuff like that. So I think a good solution to that is to have a decently robust roadmap or not roadmap, but I guess course of action saying like where funds are going to go saying i'm going to we're going to hire this we're going to hire developers we're going to hire you know um artists we're going to hire whoever because i'm not going to name a project in specific but there'd been one project that i had done a little bit of design work on the side for and it's a smaller metaverse project it's not any of the, you know the big ones but they had done a land sale and their 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 work on the project seemed a little bit disjointed and it kind of made me feel a little bit weird about it because I feel like if you've, you know, been funded, I feel like you should, and, you know, you've kind of taken people's money and promised a product, you should have a pretty good idea of what you're building. And, you know, that's why with Begin, we haven't really sold any, like, NFTs or anything yet. We haven't done anything like that because um, we want to make sure, you know, we're transparent about what we're building and we actually have a product like that. So I think you have to really... If you're going to sell land for a metaverse you haven't built yet, you have to make sure you demonstrate that you have the means to build it. And 
This is my personal opinion. My Twitter is Nick W. Eccles or something like that if you guys want to argue with me. But I very much agree with you on the metaverse thing um, about how a lot of metaverse are destined to fail because it's just too many different platforms to be successful. There's already like plenty of products in Web3 and Web2 that are, you know, very good metaverses. A lot of it just seems like really like over glorified unity worlds where you can go in and like have a house or something but it's like how many people are going to want like 10 different metaverses where they have 10 different houses there needs to be like a handful of good metaverses i guess you could call it where people can go in and you know do something and that's why i like future fest because it's actually different it's i know i'm going back to shilling future fest but it's, you know, it's not, I guess you could call it by definition, I guess you could say it's a metaverse, but it's also a platform where you can have like digital events and stuff. So I feel like if you're building a metaverse, it has to be different enough for people to actually want to use it. It can't just be like, oh, this is the Clay Nation metaverse. This is the X NFT project metaverse. It can't just be that it should probably, you know, have some other reason to exist. After. Yeah. Well, go ahead, Ant. No, I was just gonna say I, I agree, I agree, and and I I know that uh we got our boy Blue in here, and Blue, this is no shots fired to you, but uh, if 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 an if a metaverse is gonna work, it has to be interoperable with everything, and I just feel like having everybody having their own little bubble, it's just gonna end up dying off. So if if you can figure out a way to connect, like for example, if I had a Claynation pitch and say. I had an item inclination, but I wanted to use it in the virtual metaverse or if I wanted to use it in the cornucopias thing or, you know what I mean? Like to be able to go from uh, space to space, I feel like it could work like that. But people are too greedy and they're going to want to keep all the money to themselves. They're not going to want to be uh, playing friends with their competition. And I just feel like if people kind of dig their own hole and it's just like, like like you said, there's going to end up in the place drying up and there's not going to be new people coming in. Yeah, it's just um, a big thing for me is having something be, a you know, an enjoyable product first and being, you know, having NFTs second. Because for, for some projects, it kind of feels like the whole appeal of it is, oh, well, you get to own your house as an nft and if you i I feel like for most people in web 2 or people that you know aren't into crypto i feel like a lot of them it it, they don't care that much about having their house as an nft they want to just you know enjoy the game and it'll be a plus if they can you know you know actually have it as an nft and i think interoperability that can be a good thing for metaverses you know being able to go between platforms and, you know, being, being able to use those items in different platforms, because if you can only use your Clay Nation items in the Clay Nation metaverse, then it's not measures of levels better than, you know, something you would find without crypto. You know what I mean? So I think building in crypto, um, you, your project can't just exist to be crypto. It has to have like a bigger appeal for people to use it and then also it's, you know, built on Cardano on top of that, which I think is, you know, important. Yo, Ben, if you're not going to say anything, I'm going to go ahead and fud uh, a little more because you already did enough. Uh, Metaverse is... <laughs> go ahead, bro. 
we, we don't believe in metaverses. But you'll begin. So like right now, you guys, you, you're trying to still get your foot down on the ground. Your niche is Cardano. But I'm sure there's going to be in the future, like cross chain to get on Solana, to get on ETH and to put the, the wallet out itself. Um, yeah, so we, they only like, we haven't really, um, thought about crushing. I mean, we, well, I mean, of course it's been in our minds. Like we've had, you know, side conversations about, you know, cross chain stuff in the future, but right now we don't have any other plans for anything except for Cardano. but I can definitely see that being viable in the future because I think it's kind of, cause as much, I, I really do love Cardano and I think it's a great technology, but I also think it's unhealthy to kind of have like a tribal mindset where it's like Cardano is, you know, the holiest of all holy and, you know, I, I'm not going to touch anything else. So I think it's good, you know, to, you know, have begin to support other blockchains. Maybe one day I, I'm not opposed to that at all. It's just, but I don't think it's something we're doing at the moment. I think we're just trying to make it the best we can on Cardano. And then if we're in a position to do that in the future, then, you know, that's awesome. But, um, yeah. Hey man, I I know we we touched on a lot of a lot of topics today, and I appreciate you again coming on the podcast. But one of the things that stuck out to me the most is that you're 18 fucking years old, and you're not even out of high school yet, and you're doing so many amazing things. And I guess like one of the main questions I have is like, what are some of the goals and ambitions you have for yourself in your life? Because I know that you're working with Begin right now, but you're still super young. Are there any like personal projects personal goals things that you want to achieve in your life that you feel like you could build in this space like uh, i'm just really interested in where your mindset is at right so one personal goal i've set for myself is to like i'd say right now i'm not an amazing developer by any means like very surface level like i've taken i'm taking a computer science course in school that's like very surface level coding knowledge but I want to be able to, you know, build my own um, applications and stuff. And I want to be able to build on Cardano and, you know, be a part of that. So uh, I guess ambitions for the future. Um, I want to be able to, you know, build awesome software that, you know, people enjoy using. And um, right now I'm trying to do that to the best of my ability by making Begin Wallet the best design I can. And I've reached out to one of my team members, Francis, you know, trying to get him to like, hey, uh, you gotta help me become a professional developer guy, but um, <laughs> yeah, he's he's helped me on that front, kind of you know understand a few things. So, I guess my personal goals in the coming years is to become a good software engineer to where I can actually you know build stuff, because I think user experience, because I I'm really into user experience design, and I'm all about building products that people can use with ease. And I think people kind of understate the importance of that on, uh, you know, Cardano. And I think if you're building any sort of project, you should build it with everyone in mind. And when I say everyone, I mean people that aren't in crypto. Um, so I think any project building on Cardano should try to build for the broader crypto sphere or people outside of Cardano. Because I feel like a lot of projects on Cardano, or not a lot, but some projects on Cardano, it feels more like they're building exclusively for people that are already in Cardano. But I like projects like InMaker, it really feels like they're doing their best to try to reach beyond the borders of Cardano. And I think 
that's where the community should try to position itself because like i'm sure you guys have seen like people on twitter there's some people that don't even know like cardano has like any dexes or anything like i feel like cardano could do a better job at reaching out and saying this is what we have to offer and building good projects for people that are just in crypto as a whole and we see that with like you know, like I said earlier, CNFTs, we see other people from other blockchains coming into Cardano for CNFTs. But I also think we could, you know, do a good job of, you know, telling people about the other great stuff that's on Cardano. So I think um, I kind of I, I have a bad habit of going on tangents about things that the question wasn't about. But goals for the next few years is to become a better developer and, um, you know, for the foreseeable future to build up again into something that's, you know, a project that I'm really proud of. And I already am very proud of it, but you know what I mean? No, definitely. I got you. And it's okay to go on tangents, man. It just means that you're passionate about it. So don't don't feel bad at all. But uh, we're actually nearing towards the end. We're actually at the end of the podcast. And I want to announce the winners of the giveaway. If you can see at the top, the winners are pinned. We have at WeTheNorth93, at FlyOff, and at FaceKiller. So thank you guys for entering the giveaway and supporting the podcast. Always uh, go ahead and just DM at the club reel and we're going to get you sorted out you're going to be able to pick your prizes based on the order you were uh called in so we the north will have the first pick fly you'll have the second and face killer will have the third pick um i just want to say thank you again for for matt coming out here and, and representing begin wallet we talked a whole bunch about what you guys have going on and what are your goals for the future but i'm just i'm super impressed and, and i'm super proud of you know, the amount of success you're having at such a young age and being able to change our ecosystem at, at such an early age. It's super inspirational. And I, I know that a lot of people that are listening to this after the fact are going to take inspiration from what you're doing. And uh, it's just just keep working hard and keep doing what you're doing, man. I, I really think that you're heading on the right direction. Thanks so much. Yeah, it's been a pleasure being here. And I want to let you giveaway winners know. I hope you guys enjoy my aiming handle because I put that up for the giveaway. So, <laughs> like, I feel like that's well, that might be the first one picked. But um, I put up destroy. I guess it's a decent aiming handle. I, I I wish we would have had time to touch on aiming handle because I also think that's a amazing project uh, that we you know partnered with them and we've you know built some great features around that. But um, yeah, it's been it's been great and congratulations to the giveaway winners. You guys are awesome. Well, before we close out, real quick, right? Speaking on like the the partners that you have, you got the Ada handle. What about Mercury Chat? Are you familiar with them? Yeah. So we the when we look at like our our messaging solution, which is something that like I guess you know something that we've not really gotten too much in development, but it's something you know I, I personally I can't speak for the rest of the team, but I personally think it's would be an amazing feature to have in a wallet. Um, we're not sure if you know, we were, we're going to build that for the ground up or we're just going to have Mercury chat integration. So it, it, it could go either way. But um, I think, you know, it's great that that's already a thing. And um, it's something that I, I really do want to see in the wallet. And I just want to say for the record that this feature is something that I had been working on for Mercury chat. I'm not trying to copy anybody, but I, I do think it's a, it's a great feature. Yeah. Um, no, for, sure, for sure. I was going to say uh, that's something that is very forward thinking is innovating and it takes the space to a whole nother level. If you have a wallet, 
and I can contact somebody and just literally tap in real quick, like, yo, what's, what's going on? You feel me? So I definitely love to see that shit. Whenever yeah. Sam. Imagine you're able to DM people that are flooding your project and, and dumping. I, I feel like that's going to be definitely demon timing for that. <laughs> yeah, it's, there's about to be some crazy. Oh, yeah, this is crazy. And like being able to request funds and stuff is something that I don't think Mercury Chat has, but it's just a me putting that out there saying that would be a good feature to see because um being able to like it's like Apple Pay, but it's for Cardano. So I think that that'd be an awesome feature to see because it's yeah. And that'll be good for businesses as well, being able to do invoices and stuff like that. One hundred percent. We also this is one thing I'm gonna touch on before the end of the podcast. I, I think um like even having begin like because we have our qr cards and um you can i mean obviously you know it's not revolutionary technology it's a qr code but you can also have that up in like you know commercial places like businesses and say like you can tip us with ada and being able just to you know scan that address and send data is something that um that that could be a cool idea so um yeah that's i guess that's um something that i've thought about like you know, using like a like making a commercial payment solutions with Cardano. I guess InMaker has already had like InMaker Pay and stuff, which I, I think InMaker has a great suite of products, which I've already touched on. But <laughs> I, I, if I keep talking about them, I'll go on for too long. Me, you both. Uh, let's not do a request because I got too many people on Cash App already. So we'll, we'll skip that part. <laughs> oh, I got you. <laughs> uh. But yeah, before we get out of here, I actually want to try something new for the podcast is I want to give you um, the opportunity to shout anything out or, you know, give any final messages before we head out. Um, shout out to me. Uh, I don't know. You guys, you guys can follow me at Nick W. Eccles. I just, I just repost begin stuff and like Cardano stuff. I don't know. I, I guess. I've never really tried to be, you know, a Cardano more influencer guy, but <laughs> if you're telling me to shout out someone, um, that's my personal Twitter. I, I don't know. I, I really just retweet Cardano stuff. <laughs> if you, get, no, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure everyone else in here has enough Cardano on their feed, but I guess that's really it. It's just Nick W Eccles, such as me. That's dope, bro. That hey, man, never feel, never feel uh, afraid to shill yourself, man. If there's anybody you're gonna shill, it better be yourself. Uh. But man, thank you again for coming on and shout out again to my co-host Fausti and everybody coming out listening. And I will really appreciate your support and another banger down. Tune in next week. Uh, it's going to be CNFTCon. So actually, we might not even have an episode, but we're going to have a lot of content for sure because my co-host Fausti is going to CNFTCon and uh, he's going he's gonna to make sure he gets a whole bunch of pictures and videos for everybody that follows the club. Uh, but yeah, so other than that, Fausti, I'm, I'm gonna give it to you so you can say your goodbyes and we can get up out of here. Oh, definitely appreciate everybody coming out. Uh, Fly, Blue, FD, big supporter, always. Uh, Baza, always out here, bro. Appreciate you. We the North, Ada Street Bets, Face Killer, Jeff, my guy, I fuck with you. Uh, that's it's probably gonna be me and Jeff, um, talking some dumb shit probably on next space next uh, Saturday night, so we'll see. I'm excited. Uh, but we'll see you guys next week live from CNFTCon, hopefully. Yes, sir. We'll see you guys later.